Welcome to Career Tools. This week, Chapter 9 of Choosing a Company, Examples. Here we go. Okay, Example 2. So, Susan is an accountant for a small company. She is uncomfortable with the decisions that the owner makes. He does not use the funds well, and some purchases are borderline on the unethical, ethical border for tax purposes. Right. And she has two offers from similar companies. Okay, good. So again, we're going to use the same grid, right? The, the criteria are compensation values, industry stability and future reputation opportunities, her particular questions, and then also what weighting factors she might consider. Okay. So she has two offers, company X and company Y again. Yeah, from company X and company Y. And so currently her salary is 65,000. Okay. Company X has offered her 70,000 and company Y has offered her 75,000. And by the way, folks, this this uh, comparison, assuming she's going to the exact same job and of course we didn't really talk about that, um, but if she is making what amounts to a lateral move, it would not be unusual that other companies, even roughly the same size as her company, would offer her more because of something called internal salary compression and for what essentially the res- the outcome of that or a result of that is something called a paying for goodwill, which is to say that if you leave your existing company and go somewhere else, when you go somewhere else, the work will be harder initially because you can't rely on your relationships uh, that you've built inside the company and your knowledge of the company, your institutional memory, as it were, uh, to get things done. And so companies know they have to reimburse you for your lost goodwill. And that creates internal salary compression because your salary grows slower at your existing company, all things being equal, than it would if you moved around, although there is an upper limit to that. Okay, sorry, just one of those little tangents. <laughs> That's okay. So so based on salary alone, she'd probably go for company Y. They're going to offer a 75 and that's a 10,000 uh, increase on her current salary, which is which is starting to be in the significant range on yeah, a monthly that's, basis. Yeah, that's more than 15%. That's significant. Yeah. Let's talk about values, though. That's a big thing for her, right? That's right. So the current co- company is borderline unethical, in her opinion. Company X is a is a fair company. She's heard good things about them, and they allowed her to review their books. So she was allowed to look at their P&L and, and um, their balance sheet. And this brings up an interesting point. In this particular case, we're talking about private companies. Because if you're a public company, there are so many regulations all across the world that you can't get away. I mean, the, the chances of cooking the books are so small, you would probably get a sense of that based on the behaviors of people that you interviewed with. It, it could be that a large company cooks the books, and there are examples of that, but much more rare than in private, smaller companies. Yeah. Because of sunshine, because of laws, because of legal accounting and reporting rules. Good. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. That's okay. So company Y, again, has a reasonable reputation, but they wouldn't let her look at the books. Yeah. When we interview people here at Manager Tools, they look at the books. Yeah. Okay. So, and then we move on to industry stability. So, the so company she works for right now is a small retail company. Company X is also a small retail company. Right. And company Y is a small retail company that's about to acquire another store. So, there's some potential there for some growth for her that's, that the company is getting a bit bigger. And growth is good, right? Growth we is we talked about good. industry, considering industry future and company future in your 
thoughts about how you want to grow your career and grow your income potential, okay, your earning potential. Then we've got reputation and, and the company that's unethical or borderline unethical, um, surprisingly, doesn't have a good reputation in the town in which Susan lives. And the other two companies that she has offers from are known for being fair to employees and customers. So they're good. There's no opportunity for promotion in the job she's in. The small retail company and the guy is siphoning money off. There's no investment going on there. So likelihood of promotion is zero. The company X, the owner is very happy with the size of the company. He's He's got his retail store. It turns over enough for him and his wife and he doesn't have any real ambition. So it's probably going to stay the same. So there's no real opportunity for promotion there for Susan. And the final company, the one that's about to acquire another store, well, there's a possible promotion there as the company grows. She could be the accountant and she might need someone to do accounts receivable or do some of the more mundane accountancy tasks. That would be a person that she would manage. Okay, good. Now, she lives in a small town, so the commute to any of these places is 15 minutes, so that's all the same. Sort of a wash, right? Yeah, and the waiting, well, as we said, ethics are the most important factor. She feels dirty, I, I guess, for want of a better word, for knowing that the books are not how she would have them and, and not exactly to the letter as well as the spirit of the law. Yeah, and this is an interesting case, folks. And before Wendy tells you what Susan's going to do, I would suggest to you that I see this sometimes in, in careers where every decision is based on the existing situation. And we've actually conducted some interviews in the last four or five years where we've talked to people whose careers, when looked at at a slightly higher level than just this event was justified by that thing, this move was caused by this thing that happened, the overall impact is not good, not solid. There is no thematic connection between things. Now, in this case, we would support, I would agree if I were Susan's friend, I would say, look, if you're having a glass of wine Friday night with your husband and you're saying, I just don't like the way I feel, then me and Wendy, if you're, we're your friends, if we live in your neighborhood, we'll both say, we'll help you because the world is being robbed of the top 10 or 15 or even 20% of your abilities because you can't justify that level of passion about your work. What's more, you're probably aiding and abetting something that could get people in trouble. And so while we would say, sure, of course, make the move, it's interesting that right now she works for a company that is unethical. And so now her factor is ethics. And yeah. what we would suggest is make sure when you start thinking about your career, you're not just leaving one place and going somewhere else. Nothing wrong with going to a more ethical company at all. And yet you ought to be able to put two or three or moves together and go, here's the theme. And I'm being unfair to, to hypothetical Susan here because she may have in fact done that. Um, but in this particular case, there's no evidence of that. And we don't want you to be episodic. We want you to be thematic in your career choices when possible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what, what's Susan going to do? She is going to take the offer from Company X. Absolutely. So she's going to take the lower offer. So it's 70 against 75,000 on the two offers she has. But the fact that the owner allowed Susan to review the books and was open and candid about their accounting practices is the one thing that was really important to her. And remember, we said she lived in a small town. You know, she has a job that 
is nine to five. She leaves at the, at the end of the day. She wasn't particularly looking for a promotion. That wasn't on her waiting. The one thing she wanted was to, to have a job in the small town where she could feel good about the ethics and the decisions that were made in the company. So that's what she got. Yeah, good. Okay, last example. Yeah, okay. So this is a completely different one. Uh, David is a network analyst for a large telecom company. Okay. His wife is about to have their first baby and he is looking for a role which will allow him more flexibility to spend with their young child and he has one offer and one interview lined up now we could have a long discussion here just about that phrase allow him more flexibility spend more time with his young child Um, interestingly i see a lot of people talking about that and they don't realize that when they go from a to b earning their chops at B means they spend more time at work. And folks, if you're thinking about wanting to spend more time at home, you don't have to change companies to do it in 95% of the cases. You You just have to go home. You don't. (laughs) You just have to go home. And if you're not doing that now, changing companies, now there are some things that could affect it, certainly. And I think in this case, we actually have that opportunity here. But usually, if you're comparing apples to apples, it's your behavior that keeps you at work, not your company. That said, I've probably given away too much. But anyway, okay. <laughs> That's so okay. we're, we're going to compare again, same thing, current situation yeah. against? Against one offer and one interview lined up. And, and again, he's going to put something down in the grid and say, I want to compare apples to apples. And exactly. Okay, and what he's putting down for the interview may is what he's been told so far about the job. It, when the offer came, it might be different, but right. he's working off the information he has now. Yeah. Okay, good. So as far as compensation, his current compensation is 75000 Company X, the one he has an offer from, is offering ninety. And company Y is offering a hundred thousand. Ooh, this is the classic sour grapes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, the bird in the bird in the hand, right? Yeah, I, exactly. I, yeah, I want to turn down ninety because I want a chance at a hundred, and that would be a thirty-three percent pay increase off of seventy-five. And oh, and oh, and and I got to tell you that eighty percent of the people I've talked to have been in this situation lose all objectivity, reasonableness, <laughs> communication skills, and start slobbering over a hundred thousand dollars. This is why you write it down, because then you can see that it's just one in a number of factors. It's not the be-all and end-all. Wendy, we should add to the last page, at the bottom of these show notes, we should add a carriage return, a page return, and put a grid. I'll put a blank grid in so that people can fill in their own. So if you're a licensee, there'll be a blank grid at the last page of of the show notes, and that way you can fill it in. And Wendy, let's add a couple of rows for particular situations uh, that are blank so they can fill in the criteria. I always find that's good in different cases. Sometimes there are unusual situations that you want to capture about one company or another, like really bad boss, or I'd never forget a woman saying to me once, Mark, like over half of their senior executives are female. You know, that was smart. She saw something that that a lot of people wouldn't have seen. Okay. All right. So let's, let's compare company X, company Y, and current. Okay, so for values, the company he works for is is fair. The one he's interviewing for is fair. Like, there's no bad things to be heard about either of the companies. But company X is particularly known for having a really good work-life balance policy. Not that there's such a thing as work-life balance, of course, right? And not that policies are useful yeah. things like that but we're talking Depends about big companies yeah and exactly they, and they have policies and let's be clear big companies provide a lot of information that'll help you and there are people who choose big companies in part because they feel they know more 
I would argue that you could probably ask lots of questions at the small company in order to allow yourself to compare apples to apples. But it's completely reasonable to say, I just know more and the things they're sharing with me make me feel good about these situations. And I don't know that about the smaller company, maybe because they don't have a policy or because it's not publicized or whatever. But those are legitimate factors to consider. You will never know everything, much to the chagrin of Mike, who I recorded a, a manager tools podcast this morning. And he said, you know, I just wish everybody were logical and I could know everything. Um, bless. Yeah, bless. Exactly right. Yes. Good. Okay. Okay. So, so in terms of industry stability, all of the companies are telecom companies. So, no, so there's, there's no discrimination, no there, discrimination right? there. And they all have a reasonable reputation within telecom companies. So no discrimination there. In terms of opportunities, the company he's in has excellent opportunities for promotion. Can I interrupt just one second? I want to go back to reputation. All the grids say the same thing. All columns, current company X, company Y says company has a reasonable reputation, right, within within the industry. Folks, be cautious about talking to a friend of yours and them saying, oh, yeah, they're really good, good company. I really like them. And you know that you're comparing three companies that are widely known, well-regarded, you know, no, no particular distinctive negatives and you hear from one person boy i really like the people over there that is not a datum that no. is an anecdote that isn't worth the the paper it's written on which is to say it's not worth anything be cautious of that try very carefully to compare the source of the information and if you have a source which is quarterly reports and industry awards and so on as opposed to a friend please make sure you weight the, the data you're getting or the information you're getting from different sources appropriately. I'll never forget a person saying to me, hey, I, I disagree with the one-page resume. My uncle says I need like four pages. And I said, what does your uncle do? He says, well, he works for the railroad. <laughs> really? 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 Okay. All righty then. Well, it's me against your uncle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bow out out of respect for family um, you know, the, the closeness of being a family. And I'm going to encourage you to follow your uncle's guidance. As my dad says, you pay your money and you take your choice. That's exactly right. Good. Okay. So reputations are the same. What about opportunities? Yeah. Right now in the companies and there are excellent opportunities for promotion. In uh, company X, the one with the good life, work-life balance and the one for which he has an offer, there are fewer opportunities for promotion. The managers tend to be brought in from the outside. Ouch. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And in Company Y, the one he has an interview for, it's similar to his own company, so they have excellent opportunities for promotion. Okay. So in terms of the question, the, the thing that was important to him was flexibility. Now, he currently has a 15-minute commute, but we can assume that the flexibility of, of his work that he's doing right now is not what he wants because he's looking outside, right? Right. Company X will offer him working at home for two days a week, or he can do compressed hours, or he can do early or late shifts. Which, sometimes compressed hours or early or late shifts is not good career-wise, but in this case, because there are fewer opportunities for promotion, that probably won't hurt him too terribly much. And of course, by the way, this is the next line, of course, is flexibility around work time uh, for his young child. So Exactly. Okay. And what about company Y? And company Y, they mention flexible working in the in the literature that he's got, but there's no specific. So he doesn't know anything specifically about what they would offer him in terms of flexible working. Okay. 
So he decides to take the offer he has. From Company X, the one with the two-day, the compressed hours, two-day week, two days a week working at home. Yeah, exactly. With with still a $15,000 raise. Exactly. Yeah. But less opportunities for promotion. Yeah. But the interview that he has might give him a role with more opportunities in the future and a higher salary now and the same flexible working possibilities. I mean, he just doesn't know because he he hasn't interviewed. Right. He prefers to know what the situation will be when the baby arrives, which is what a lot of parents, they just want at least some certainty because babies introduce a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, they do. Um, If you put them in a grid, they introduce a lot of uncertainty. (laughs) If you put them in your heart, you'll discover that the greatest thing that ever happened to anybody, but that's a whole other thing. And that's why there is no such thing as work-life balance. The idea that your child should be balanced against your salary is like saying a kumquat should be balanced against Jupiter. But anyway, and by the way, your kid is Jupiter, folks. Our first cast with the word kumquat in it. Good job. I don't even know if that word, I don't know if it's a fruit or vegetable. I'm pretty sure it's a fruit. I don't know if if the name of that fruit translates worldwide. But anyway, it's not a well-regarded fruit here in the States. Because all three of the companies have reasonable reputations, he could do five years, then decide, is this, you know, now um, we're only going to have one child, let's say, and uh, the child's now starting to go to school. It gives me a little bit more flexibility. Maybe I can, in fact, consider another opportunity. This is a completely reasonable way to think about this particular time. Now, again, we'd want to look back on his career and see, again, strategic or thematic thinking about his career versus episodic. But this is one of those episodic things that most companies would say, gosh, yeah, good call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So good. Three different opportunities. Hopefully we made the point that it's not always about money. Yeah. It's much more about quality of life and the the feeling you have at the end of the day and the Sunday night feeling. If Sunday night you're dreading going to work, all the money in the world won't make a difference. Yeah, I told uh, I talked to uh, somebody the other day, and they said, what's your favorite day of the week? And I said, Monday. And they just kind of rolled their eyes, and I said, I love Monday. I, I get to go to work. I don't, you know, I don't have to justify doing anything else, although I work often on Saturdays and Sundays when I'm by myself. And uh, the other thing I say, it's a competitive advantage. Nobody yeah. else likes Monday. And I like being around people who are enjoying their Friday. But I like working too. And I'll tell you something else. We've talked before about going through this exercise, looking at the totality of a situation rather than just the salary, mm-hmm. right? You're more likely to make a good long-term choice. But there's another piece of this. You're learning the fundamentals of analytics as it relates to these kinds of situations. You're using a decision brief concept. You're comparing apples to apples, pardon me. And you're going to get better at this. Yeah, imagine starting doing this when you're 18 and you're offered your first Exactly. And, and if you don't have a systematic way of thinking about this, every decision will be its own. You won't gain strategic thinking. You won't gain insights about your life and about your career and about work-family balance if you don't have a way of thinking about it in a systematic way. If you start this now, 
maybe your next decision won't be any different than it would have been without it. But the second or third or fourth decision you make like this will be distinctly better because the process by which you're making the decision will disappear into the background. And when that happens, the more the process goes away because you're so knowledgeable about it, the more you're able to make those evanescent connections that are so hard if you're doing something for the first time. If you're only consciously competent of something, in other words, you have to think about doing it in order to do it. You miss opportunities that come from being unconsciously competent. I don't even have to think about tying my shoes. And if you follow this process early on in your careers, if you're a young listener, and that would be under 40, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> um, under 30 maybe, start now. Get better at this so that when you have to make a decision with your spouse by your side and maybe three kids and are you going to move across the country and so on, both of you will feel better about the decision you make based on the history you have. And the only way to do that is to start now. None of that uneasy feeling that yeah. you may have made the wrong decision. Did you, you know, and those, exactly. those times when you make a, a decision, you know, I made a decision to, to move to Texas from, from England and at nine o'clock at night when all my friends are in bed and I'm having a bad day, I, I think, did I make the right decision? But I know I did because I knew what all the factors were and I knew what I was looking for and I knew that this is the right choice for me. So I don't have, I might still have a bad feeling. I might still need some ice cream, but I know I made the right decision. So, so do 200,000 people the world over every week, Libby. <laughs> Thanks for doing what you do. And that's it. Well done. Well, I hope it's helpful. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone. That's it, everybody. A little bit different cast this week. Uh, probably easier if you have the show notes to look at the grids that we created. Nevertheless, hope it helped you the next time you have to choose a company. See you next week.